Well, it's 26th of April. Here we are, 2020. And I want to share a thought about a friend of mine I've lost, Mike Gottlieb. He he went to COVID-19, or whatever you like to call the thing, coronavirus. Hard way to go, of course. He died in hospital. Uh, Died, well, not alone. He had kind nursing staff with him. And his wife, his dear wife, Millie, was in the next ward, and um, she survived. Mike Gottlieb died, and he was one of the good ones, one of the sweetest of men, actually. And I've known him for many, 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 many years, it seems now. I got to know him in the early days of the Next Century Foundation. He used to host meetings for us on the status of Jerusalem and he came home from a hard working day doing whatever he did I can't remember some something in the city or something anyway he would come home and he had his Hampstead home and he handed his home over to us and so he'd come home exhausted but he'd be as bright as a button he'd be there pouring the wine and handing around the nibbles and hosting all the people all the people who came for these meetings on the status of Jerusalem, which took place every week for months and months and months. And every week, Mike Gottlieb was there, just so kind, just so tolerant. And it was was extraordinary, actually, meetings, because we had the grandson of Martin Buber there, who was, um, you remember Martin Buber, one of the great idealists at the time of the founding of, state of Israel, the kind of philosopher who believed that everybody had equal status. So Arab and Jew, he believed in a secular state of Israel. But we used to discuss the issue of of the status of Jerusalem because it was so important at that time. The Oslo process had put the difficult issues at the end, right of return, and, and of course Jerusalem. Whereas some argued that the difficult issues should be dealt with first, not the easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy issues, because if you dealt with the difficult issues, then the others would fall into place. So Mike Gottlieb was supporting this kind of process. And who else was there? There was wonderful David Solomon, a magnificent man. He's still alive and kicking. He still does peace work. He's based in Yugoslavia now, or former Yugoslavia, whatever that's called, Serbia, I guess, is the part in which he lives. And he's... He's a Jewish lad, of, of um, a great-hearted lad who never t- stops talking. And there's who else is there? There was was a journalist, a wonderful journalist with a great beard. I remember him, a Jewish journalist again. Uh, can I think of his name now? Gosh, I'm ashamed to say it's gone out of my head. But he was a great man as well. And there were others, Saida Nusebi, the wonderful Saida Nusebi, who for a while headed up medical aid for Palestine. Palestine and always had uh, was had a habit of accusing you, you know. So she'd say, "You did it. You, you, you have caused all the trouble for the Palestinians." You're not addressing me personally or whatever, because I represented the British. And so, you know, the wonderful side of Nasebi was in these discussions. And yeah, by the way, I mean, Mike was always there in the background. Mike was always, always caring always looking after everybody and his uh, his wonderful wife Millie what to say about Michael I mean 
uh, just just uh, one of the best of men. He did have to walk the dogs as well very often, so he'd come home, set us all up, give us all our food and stuff. And men used to have these two enormous sensations. They were just great beasts. And then he'd have to um, humour the children if they were around Yoni. I was the boy. He ended up in the police force, and then he went somewhere else. I can't remember. He married a Russian girl, at least for a while, I think. And then the, uh, Rivka was the daughter. But it's sad to see these great ones go, slown by coronavirus. What an indiscriminate disease. What a cruel, cruel disease. And yes, yes. And by oh the status of Jerusalem that was being negotiated all those months and months and months, I mean they, it ended up with a kind of resolution uh, because we talked about treating the Jerusalem problem like the layers of an onion was how we dealt with it in the end, because you know if you if you break it down it's not such a big deal, I mean uh, you 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 can have you can decide how you deal with housing you can decide how you deal with the water supply you can decide how you deal with policing and and so on and then all you're left with is the one sovereignty issue and this was uh, Michael Gottlieb was hosting all these meetings long-suffering Michael Gottlieb always smiling he loved playing golf that was his downfall in the end of course because no I'm sorry before coronavirus he lost a lot of his money investing it in a golf course I think in Canada somewhere uh, there's a saying isn't there the um, or at least at least my I guess I coined a saying based on somebody else's saying, which is the man who trusts can never be mistaken, only betrayed. Yeah, which is true, of course. You can't be mistaken if you trust. It's 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 a great quality to trust. But you can be betrayed. <laughs> and being betrayed it sometimes comes at a cost and Michael Gottlieb was betrayed and lost all his money it's not the first man to have been in that situation it won't be the last i've been in that situation myself for goodness sake but more in my case it was because of my own foolhardiness rather than because i was betrayed by anybody but michael gottlieb a great-hearted man was actually betrayed um, in business in my view anyway there you go um and so be careful i guess is the thought there uh who you hook up with be careful with your partners what to say anyway the point is yes the status of jerusalem we were negotiating all those years drinking michael gottlieb's wine god he was generous i mean for heaven's sake another key figure was was herschel gluck rabbi rabbi herschel gluck he got uh, a gong from the queen for the his work on the british muslim forum in the end uh, he's still going strong he used to he used to have a, a synagogue in North London, which was very accommodating of everybody. You know, I mean, all the misfits of society would go there, indeed, and um, everybody would go to Herschel's synagogue. Uh, he was very inclusive. He also ran a bakery. Huh? Unbelievable! He had a synagogue, a bakery, and he and a sort of love in peace group. Anyway, Herschel was um, curious guy, and he's still going strong. Always insists on kissing you, kissing the men, and of course bowing to the women, because they won't shake hands, he's orthodox, or at least he's uh, Lubavitcher, which is a kind of orthodox, it's a kind of messianic orthodox, it's an offshoot of uh, standard orthodox Judaism. 
but anyway, I think Herschel is, is quite something, a phenomena by himself. He was involved, and he kind of provided the, the solution to the uh, Jerusalem issue. Curious thing about the Orthodox Jews, they only drink whiskey, you know. Uh, you give them wine, it's, um, it's, it's not kosher. Well, of course, Millie's wine he could drink because uh, that was kosher because Millie's Jewish. Yeah, Millie and Michael. But by and large, you couldn't drink wine if you were so, so they all drink whiskey. I know why whiskey is okay and wine isn't, I never quite did fathom, but I suppose to do with the purity of the spirit. But anyway, so all the rabbis drink whiskey. Just for your reference, in case you happen to be entertaining a rabbi. But what was I going to say? His solution, in the end, after agonizing for months and months, he came up with this idea, I think, that there was a passage in the Torah by which, under which a husband and a wife could entirely own the same property without the ownership of the one detracting from the ownership of the other. A remarkable concept. And all this time, Michael Gottlieb was there, looking after us, caring for us. I mean, now there's no prospect of dealing with the Jerusalem issue or any other issue in Middle East peace terms. I sometimes blame the Palestinians for that because I think they they gave Israel's more right-wing leadership a veto over any peace process by saying they wouldn't continue with the peace process while settlement building was ongoing. Arafat would never have done that. Arafat got on, I mean, of course he objected to settlement building, but he didn't let the Israelis have a veto over the Israel-Palestine Middle East peace process by by saying, we're not going to talk to you unless you stop misbehaving. Oh, come on. Come on. Well, you know, I mean, cut off your nose to spite your face. Extraordinary thing to do. Anyway, so Mike Gottlieb hosted all these meetings. It was a magnificent report we prepared at the end of it. It's still there somewhere. And good heavens, what a man Mike Gottlieb was. And what a man he is in my memory. And, and how kind he was. How kind he is. And there, of course, I knew him over the years after that. Millie would often have Friday night suppers or, or whatever. Passover sometimes would go up. They were for various things. But Millie was generous and Michael was exceptional. A rare man of great quality. And he's gone because of coronavirus. It's a sad thing, isn't it? It, it? The best of them often go. <laughs>